0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Maybe you're one of them. Maybe I'm one of them. Some 100,000 Canadian consumers may have had their personal information and credit card details compromised in a massive cyber attack of Equifax, which is a credit rating agency. Last week, we were told about the number of Canadian victims. Uh, Remember that there were up to 143 million Americans compromised in the U.S. So here's the thing. Uh, Equifax isn't going to call you and tell you if you're one of the victims. Uh, You may find out, apparently, They have provided information to MasterCard and Visa about Canadians whose credit card details may have been compromised. And uh, so they've communicated to the financial institutions. And the financial institutions can then communicate with consumers. So uh, what do we do? What should we do? Proactively, And that is enough. Just today, there was an editorial in the Globe and Mail and uh, basically says it should be much easier for people to seek redress when credit agencies screw up. Uh, the Globe is saying that these agencies need oversight. But again, in the meantime, what should we do? Before I go to our expert guest, I'm going to give the numbers out again uh, because... He can answer some of those questions, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 And right now, we are going to Doug Hoyes, who is a co-founder of Hoyes and Associates, a personal insolvency firm. Hi, Doug. How are you? Hi, Libby. Good. Thanks. Okay. So what should we do?
2: Well, I think the first thing we have to realize is there is no 100% guaranteed way that we can protect ourselves. We've, We've seen that now. Even if you were to pay off all your debts and never borrow any money again, your credit information is already in the cloud. It's already in Equifax's databases, same with TransUnion, the other credit reporting agency in Canada. It's already there. So I think you've got to understand that first and foremost. The, the horse is already out of the barn, if you want to look at it that way. But there are still, I think, things you can do to, to protect yourself. Number one, don't be giving any information to anyone you don't need to. So when you go to the mall to get a new cell phone and you fill out the application form, you don't have to put your social insurance number on it, even though it may Ask for it. That's a government thing. That's for taxes and CPP and things like that. Just so- a minute.
1: They ask for a social insurance oh, number? Yeah? Are you serious? Yes, yeah. yeah,
2: it's, it's very common. It's, it's a standard <coughs> thing on a lot of these credit application forms. And I understand when I go to the bank and I'm opening a, an investment account, the bank needs my social insurance number because obviously if I earn money, I'm going to have to pay tax on it, so they're going to have to issue me a T-slip at the end of the year. I understand that. But a lot of credit granters want to have your social insurance number to make it easier to cross-check you when they check your credit report. Because, of course, today, that's how lending is done. It's, it's not like the old days, you know, 20, 30 years ago, when you went into a bank and an actual human being looked at you, and they knew you, they knew your family, they knew where you worked, and they decided whether or not they were going to lend to you based on your character. Now everything's done by computers. The computer calculates what your credit score is based on the information that's in the computer, and that's how they decide whether you're getting the credit card or, or even the cell phone. So the more information they have, the better, because then they can match you up especially if your name is bob smith well there's lots of them in the in the database a social insurance number makes it easier to cross-check it but it also makes your identity that much more vulnerable if someone steals it so don't be giving out any information you don't need to i think Uh, that'd be tip number one
1: okay so uh just just to pick up on that so if i am you know trying to get the cell phone or or whatever and what if the person says to me you know no social insurance number no credit
2: then you've got a decision to make. I think my decision would be see you later because there's more than one cell phone company in this world and they know that they are not required to get that information. So I'd be going to one of the other five booths in the mall or I'd be calling the provider directly and saying, look, I'm not providing that, but you, know, you can still do a credit check on me. Here's my name. You've got my address. You can still find me in the computer. I'm not providing information I don't need to provide
1: okay and uh, um okay is that a new piece of advice um
2: uh, no, no i think that's it's 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 new only if you haven't really thought about that before cuz i mean having all this information out there has kind of snuck up on us I mean, computers have been around forever. It's, it's not like it's a new thing. But we don't really think about the fact that when I fill out a credit application form for a credit card or whatever, that the information on that form is going to be in the big computer in the sky pretty much forever. It's not something we think about. We're thinking about, I want to get the credit card now, so I'm filling out the form. So I think it's just something we've got to be a little more conscious. And I guess the good news with this whole Equifax data hack is that it's forcing us to think about it, forcing us to be a little bit more uh, aware of what's actually out there.
1: Okay. Uh, What else should we be doing? So some basic things,
2: you know, number one, I personally take a look at my credit card statement online every couple of days. I don't wait for the end of the month to get the paper copy in the mail. I look at it every couple of days and I'm looking to see is there anything on there that surprises me. And in fact, this happened to me three weeks ago. I'm looking at my statement and there were three taxi rides apparently that I took the day before I was never in a taxi the day before. Somebody had found my credit card number. So I immediately called the credit card company, and they looked and they said, "Yeah, that's interesting. It wasn't a chip card that was used. Your number was obviously hand punched in. So somebody probably did find your number. No problem. We'll cancel your card, send you a new one." Well, I found out about that right away. They had only taken, I think, a hundred or two hundred bucks. So of course, the credit card company refunded that. But what would have happened if it had been a month later or two months later, when my credit limit had already been used up and I was, you know, trying to buy a plane ticket or something and couldn't do it? I would have been. a lot more trouble so i think don't wait till the end of the month check your statements very regularly which is easy enough to do now everything's online and uh, even you can check them on your phone so i'd be doing that very uh, very regularly
1: okay that sounds like a, a very good piece of advice i'm sure i'm going to hear from some of our listeners who say oh they don't um they don't do online banking but i guess there's another reason to uh start doing it uh what else um, i would cancel any credit i don't need
2: so if i've got a department store card from five years ago and i don't use it you know why have it out there get rid of it your your numbers can't be stolen if you've already canceled the card so i think i'd be getting rid of anything I didn't need. I would also keep my credit limits as low as makes sense for me. So, I mean, if you've got good credit, the bank, the credit card company says, hey, congratulations, we've upped your limit by another few thousand bucks. And okay, I'm not gonna use it, so I don't really care. But the bigger the limit, the more trouble I can get in if someone actually gets my card. And again, I realize if it's fraud, the bank is gonna refund the money. But if I only spend $1,000 a month on my credit card, do I really need a $10,000 limit? I think keeping your limits as low as possible just makes it uh, that much less likely that anything's going to go wrong. And I guess w- one other thing I would say, and you mentioned about online banking, I'm, I'm kind of worried about getting a statement in the mail. Because what if someone goes into my mailbox and takes my statement? Well, now they know my card number and my name and my address. So I'm actually a, a believer in looking at things online and not getting any more paper copies than what I need to, because I think sometimes paper is more uh, vulnerable than uh, than the electronic stuff.
1: Hmm, That's interesting. Wow. Um, let's uh, take a call from Noreen. Hi, Noreen. You're in Hi. Toronto. Yep, I'm on. You're on. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I believe it's illegal for uh, something to be turned down
3: credit for refusing to put to give your social insurance number, isn't that in part of the law, consumer and corporate affairs?
2: Um, I'm not familiar with anything in the law um, that says that, but I I agree with you it should be. No, I believe
3: it's in the law, and I know it's illegal for them to require
2: social insurance
3: number because the Income Tax Act states that you are only required to give it for administration of the Income Tax Act.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly what the social insurance number
3: is is for. Well, but I believe under Ontario law, it's against the law to be refused credit for refusing to give your social insurance number.
2: So I will have to take a look, because there's a couple of different pieces of legislation. Obviously, banks are federally legislated, and then consumer protection. But banks are are required
3: to give you T5 and T3s.
2: Right, absolutely. So, the, so they
3: require it. But, um, Actually, I just had a fight with the bank this morning. I opened an account. They told me they're not going to do a credit check, and they give me an agreement to sign. I said, I'm not signing it. You told me you're not going for a credit check, so I'm not signing. They read, they, they're going to back off, and they're going to give it to me without, signing, without getting a credit check because I'm opening a deposit account. They don't need it. They told yeah, me they're not going to do it. So,
2: and I think that's a very good message. I mean, you—well, to use Libby, Libby's phrase—you fought back, right? You actually stood <laughs> no, up for saying, yourself. No, I'm just saying, if you're telling
3: me one thing verbally, make sure that's in the that's agreement. True.
2: Absolutely, I, I totally
3: agree, and and I but think. I think you can call up and complain if you are asked for a social security number. I,
1: I think so too. What I think the point that that Doug was trying to make, and we have to check the legality of it, um, is that. If if somebody asks for it on a thing, a lot of people will just give it out just to, you know, make the afternoon go a little quicker.
3: Yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying But if they do deny credit, I think there is yeah. uh, something you can go back to. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I haven't been involved with that for a number of years, but it used to be the law.
1: Okay, so you know what? We have to check that. But thank you so much for pointing that out. Okay, no problem. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Doreen in St. Catharines. Hi, Doreen. Oh, hi. That was quick. That was quick. I'm t- calling about this credit thing. My husband said, guess what they're
4: talking about? My husband had a car accident. He had to get a rental car. It was all done through Enterprise. I don't care what company I mention. Um, and it's all covered by the insurance, you know, the, and all that, blah, 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 blah. Suddenly, we start getting letters from Enterprise saying we owe them 300 and some odd dollars. We've never owed anybody money in our life as a debt. I mean, you know, that's just not the way we operate. And then I called the insurance company. They said, "Oh, forward it to us." So I did. We got another we got another. And They said, "Just ignore it because it's all, you know, it's okay." Next thing, we get a credit a letter from a place called Credifax. We're just saying, "What is going on here?" So, okay. Now we've got a second letter from CreditFax. It's probably all taken care of now. However, we're going to have something on CreditFax records, aren't we?
2: Well, perhaps, but the, I mean, the fact that it is now paid, we assume, is is probably going to solve the problem. But what I would recommend you do is actually get a copy of your credit report, and you can get one from both Equifax and TransUnion. You can go on their website. You've got to hunt around a bit, but it is possible to get one for free. You print out the form, send it in to them. They'll send you a, a printed copy, and then you can see for sure what's on there. And if it's reporting that you have a bad debt that you don't have, then you can send the credit bureau uh, a letter saying look here's what happened it wasn't really a correct debt and then they can correct your credit report so that you don't have something negative on it but mm-hmm. I, I think the lesson here is when someone says oh just ignore it it'll go away yeah no it, it never does you want to keep on it as you did you did the right thing you, you kept making phone calls and that's what you want to do to make sure that that bad stuff doesn't get on your credit report when it's not justified
4: you mentioned uh, co- uh, getting copies of this from Equifax and someplace else
2: yeah TransUnion there are two different credit reporting agencies in Canada we're all familiar with Equifax because it is computer hack thing but TransUnion is another big one so you can get one from both of them
4: do you know this uh people
2: yes they're a big collection agency i mean Mm -hmm. and you know i wouldn't blame them because they got a thing from the car rental place saying you owe the money so their job (laughs) is to collect that's that's what they were doing their job
1: okay doreen thanks thank you for your help okay bye-bye okay we've just i've just looked this up on the government of canada website It says you must provide your SIN to benefit some government programs and services and to your employers. Uh, Since it is not against the law to ask for an individual's SIN, social insurance number, many private sector organizations do request your SIN. Businesses might ask for your SIN as identification or to check your credit rating. Your SIN is confidential, and your SIN card is not a piece of ID. It is issued only to you, and you have to protect it. You should only provide your social insurance number when it is required by law. So they say never give it out unless you are sure it is legally required. Or you are satisfied. It's necessary, so that's uh, that's the answer. It's not illegal to ask for it. Um, I didn't check whether it is illegal to deny credit because you won't give it out. That's a kind of a different thing.
2: Yeah, and but the fact is that they're not. They don't need it, and therefore you shouldn't give it to me. And and just because something is not legal doesn't mean that people aren't doing it. I mean, we could do a whole show on collection agency tactics, phoning you at all hours of the day and night. That's not legal either, but they still do it. So that's why knowing your rights, knowing what you need to provide and what you don't need to provide, ultimately you've got to protect yourself. It's as simple as that.
1: Yeah, uh, I I would love to do uh, something on those collection agency people. And if they don't do it, they threaten to do it.
2: -hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: It's yes, it's uh, it's it's quite something. Um, We have a couple of minutes uh, left, Doug. Are there any other things that we should do? I mean, if I is, you know, while I'm waiting for my credit card company to get in touch with me to tell me if I was hacked, um, is there anything I can do to find out that's not going to take the entire day?
2: Well, the ultimately, no. I mean, only Equifax knows who got hacked and only they are the ones who are going to send out the letter and tell you whether or not you you were or not. But I guess one other thing you could do to, to protect yourself, if you're really in a panic about this, and I, I suspect the people who are in trouble are people who have dealings in the U.S. You know, I've, I go to Florida during the, the winter, I've got a U.S. credit card, something like that, even though I'm Canadian, that's probably where these 100,000 people came from. What you can do is ask to have a freeze put on your credit uh, report so that if anyone, uh, if anyone does a credit check on you, because you're trying to borrow money they have to independently verify your identity in other words they have to phone you personally to uh, to find out if it's you or not so if you're planning to get a mortgage next week I wouldn't do that because that's just gonna gum up the works but if you have no plans to do any borrowing in the near future then that's an extra level of uh, protection even if someone does manage to steal your identity somehow they will still have to contact you personally before they can advance the money so that's, that's something to consider. Now, of course, Equifax, TransUnion probably charge a fee for doing that, but it is an added layer of protection to, uh, to help protect yourself.
1: And very quickly, um, how can you just uh, uh, access your credit report? The
2: easiest way is go on their website, Equifax and TransUnion, and request a copy. You can get a copy every year for free. If you want to get a copy regularly, like every month, you have to pay them. Of course, Equifax charges 20 bucks a month for their monitoring service. You can find out if their data got stolen and you got hacked, which is a whole other show, I think, why they can <laughs> charge money for that. But um, it is possible to get a free one once a year from each reporting agency, or if you want to pay, you can be getting them more often than that.
1: Okay, uh, Doug Hayes, thank you so much for all that useful information. Uh, And I think you're right. We do have to have a few more shows on the ramifications of this. I appreciate it very much. I look forward to it. Thanks, Libby. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.